mm-hmm. it went on to get 1.4 million streams on Spotify, mm-hmm. a million views on YouTube. Are you seeing all these tracks going viral on TikTok and wondering why your own track isn't going viral on TikTok right now? Some tracks have been on TikTok, gone viral and ended up in the charts Mm -hmm. from their presence on TikTok alone. So in this video, we're gonna give you our best tips and talk you through how you can get your track to go viral on TikTok. Mm -hmm. Do you wanna talk to us about what's so good about TikTok and what happens when a track takes off? Yeah, I mean, I think the one that everyone knows and loves, that, that main story that everyone knows is about Little Nas X. He obviously got Old Town Road. It did incredibly well on TikTok and it charted. I think it charted for something like 16 It weeks. was incredible. It yeah. was actually incredible. And uh, yeah, it blew up his career. He got signed, uh, I think it was to Atlantic Records. Um, he released an album, which also did incredibly well. He had another song on there that went viral on TikTok. And from there, I think it's when artists started to take it seriously. Because as a platform, I think it's seen a bit cringy and mm-hmm. quite childish because it's, it's for, for Gen Z but it gets results and there are artists that are actually sort of creating tracks specifically for the platform now and specifically to create trends and it's working. Mm. If you listen to, if you spend time on TikTok and then go turn on the radio or look through the charts, 20, mm. 30% of those tracks started on TikTok, yeah. which the is two, fascinating. The two things I like about TikTok is one, people are scrolling with the sound on. Mm-hmm. On Instagram or Facebook, People have the sound off and by default, it is off. Yeah. And the second thing I like about TikTok is the fact that it will push anyone out to the algorithm. All you have to do is put the right hashtags in. And if your content is good enough, it will push you out regardless of the amount of followers you've got. Mm -hmm. So you can get a million views on your video from a hundred followers. So I think artists need to be utilizing TikTok. Yeah, and also the the platform as a whole, it's audio focused and there's no other platform you can go on and promote your music without it appearing like you're trying to promote it. Mm. So if you you were trying to get people to dance to your track on YouTube or on Instagram, it would probably appear as if you'd done paid placement. Mm. Whereas on TikTok, if you can get something to start to be picked up organically, you, it looks so authentic and it, it, it will get pushed out to a wider audience a lot more because as soon as someone starts doing it, their friend wants to do it. And then you've got the whole friendship circle and then you've got that whole location doing it and it grows and grows and grows and grows. And the growth that can happen on TikTok can happen within a matter of hours, which I think is absolutely amazing. Mm. Um, and, and I mean, we, we did it at Christmas. We worked with an artist who came to us with a Christmas song and we thought, you know what? Yeah, you can get, you can do some traditional PR around this. You can maybe get some radio play, but this is a funny track. It's a Christmas song and we can do well with this on TikTok. And we did, we did a, a, good, yeah. a good campaign with it. I remember hearing this for the very first time, this track, and it's called Season's Greetings by Lanier. Mm-hmm. And as soon as I heard it, it was an anti-Christmas track. Yeah. It is basically a track about, about hating Christmas and hating your ex mm-hmm. and just kind of hoping your ex has the worst Christmas possible. Mm. And Immediately, that is TikTokable. Yeah, people like to rebel, and mm-hmm. it went on to get 1.4 million streams on Spotify, mm-hmm. a million views on YouTube, mm-hmm. and it was used 140,000 times. Yeah, on TikTok, mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely incredible. Yeah, should we talk about how we actually did that? Because yeah, uh, yeah, a lot of what we say in our videos does require 
a lot of time, a lot of work, but also contacts and sometimes a budget. And in this case, none of that was required. Mm -hmm. um, you, there was a lot of time required, but no money was really spent and uh, everything was sort of done organically. Uh, so initially how we did this is we took the track and yeah, super funny, a, a Christmas song. So it was perfect for the time of year. And we created a strategy where we felt people would engage with her as an artist first, which I think on TikTok is really important because you can get a track to blow up, but if you're not attached to it, you don't really get anything from it. Mm -hmm. So there were a lot of audio sounds on TikTok where they do incredibly well, but I couldn't tell you the artist and I, and I definitely haven't streamed the track at yeah. all. Um, and I think that's key because there's no point getting numbers up. It's, it's exactly the same as getting playlist placement, but on fake playlists or something. And you're just getting numbers. So what we did is we created a strategy where she herself would get the views initially. So if you've watched any of our videos before, we've done, we did a video talking about TikTok with Austin Giorgio. And he was talking about a theory he did where he sort of pointed at things telling the story. And we spoke with Lanier and she had such a strong story behind this track that we were like, you need to tell it. This, this, this story is everything. What we'll do is we'll actually link that initial video mm. uh, in the description of this video so you can check it out. And that video alone, it was like 20,000 views overnight, I'm pretty yeah. sure. Yeah, it went on to reach a million views. I yeah, and, and that story alone reached her target audience because she used the right hashtags. It caught you immediately mm -hmm. because she used kind of the, the text on it and it was filmed in a way which was engaging. And it just, the kind of that, that, that strategy alone was repeated mm -hmm. just over and over and over. It was over. very well structured very as well structured. a video. So mm -hmm. if you think about how people are scrolling on TikTok, you almost need two punchlines. So you've, people are scrolling, something needs to happen in the first three seconds. Mm -hmm. You also need to have the text where it is going to grab people's attention. So you've got the text and you've got the first three seconds. You need to get their attention. Now you've bought yourself some time mm -hmm. to get to the second punchline. You've probably bought yourself about 15 to 30 seconds now mm -hmm. of that person's attention. And that's when you can tell your story yeah. and get to the punchline. And they've heard the track and that's mm -hmm. how things get pushed out on TikTok. Yeah, for those who don't actually use the platform, definitely download it because you cannot even begin to explain TikTok as a platform for someone that doesn't have it. Mm -hmm. um, the humor behind it and the sort of the timing is so different to any other platform I've ever used. It's, it's, I, I think I would I would say it's most similar to Vine. However, the humor of it is still a little bit different. Like you said, there's always two jokes. Whereas Vine was six seconds, so you gave it your time. Whereas TikTok, it was initially 15 seconds and now you can push videos to a whole minute. And even as like an everyday consumer, if I'm not pulled in within the first couple of seconds, I'm not even giving you 30 seconds of my time because it doesn't feel worthwhile. So spending time on the platform to sort of understand how it works is key because with the linear example, the text she used in the first couple of seconds was intriguing. You wanted to know where this story was going. Um, but once we did that, and once she had that core audience on TikTok, that's when she started to actually promote the song within the videos. Um, and it was naturally getting picked up by people to a point where we could send it to other influencers and say, mm. this is gonna be a huge trend. You wanna be on this first. And it just grew and grew and grew and grew. And I think absolutely anyone can do that. I think so, yeah. I mean, we initially, once she had that up and it's starting to get traction, we went out to influencers and paid them mm. to do a trend. And then it just 
it picked up from there. So there was one point where towards the end, we weren't doing anything more. It yeah. was it was actually going and spreading faster than we could do it ourselves. Mm -hmm. So you need those initial influences to start a trend. Mm -hmm. And then there's always people out there on the For You page looking for more trends. Mm -hmm. So the trend that actually started was people wrapping terrible gifts for their ex. Mm -hmm. And then one of the big channels, which was, I think it was like, does it crush or something like that? And, oh, yeah. and they crushed uh, Christmas decorations yeah. and snowmen and yeah. things like that. And then that just took it off from there. Mm. And then as soon as you give the the sort of everyday consumer the power, they decide where it goes. And I think that's the most important thing to do because quite often you'll, you'll find in influencer marketing, that especially in music, you want the power over the content that's being put out, which is the completely wrong thing to do because as soon as you take the power and sort of try to create the content and control it, that's the minute it's not authentic. Mm. And with TikTok, you can sniff it out so easily. So uh, as a platform, there, there isn't really much advertising at all, but occasionally you will some see someone doing hashtag ad and the minute it's placed within it, it's swiped. No, the engagement on those videos compared to their other ones are so, so low. So letting the influencer decide what they do with the song, I think is key because they're the ones that know their audience best. The people that are doing so well on TikTok majority are Gen Z and anyone above that age is struggling to get it and you're sort of seeing people on other platforms like YouTubers and Instagram influencers trying and they just can't really understand it quite just yet mm. so I, I think when when approaching influencers if you want them to use your track give them the freedom because they know their their audience better than anyone else. I think that's it. We did not plan the trend. No, not at all. Not and, we, at all. and we just allowed the influencers to do what they wanted. Then one or two of them went viral and they just picked it up from there. Mm. I think a lot of artists come to us saying that they, they want to start a trend. They've got, they've choreographed a dance routine. Yeah. And then that's what's going to go viral. You can't control it. You don't know what people are going to want to do or mm. engage with. You've just got to make the track get it out and get it to people who are creative and let the algorithm do its thing. Yeah, so Blanco Brown did um, did a track which did incredibly well on TikTok. And the track itself sort of told you how to do the dance. However, no choreography was given to the influencers. They just did it themselves. Same with Old Town Road, mm -hmm. a dance routine was created, but he didn't tell anyone to do it like that. And I think that's really important, but it's also important to actually listen to your song and realize whether it will work because TikTok is such a buzzword. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's everyone thinks the answer is TikTok, but it's not. And we're seeing more and more people sort of exploiting the fact that artists think that's the case. So there are, there are people on TikTok influencers that are doing incredibly well that have started charging a, a lot of money. And because artists are desperate for something to trend, they'll pay for it. But it's basically like running a social media ad or, or like a promotional video, because if it doesn't work on the platform and the content doesn't look authentic, it's not going even to work. Even labels are going this route. Yeah. Labels are signing TikTok stars yes, who don't even have a track. They don't write music and they know that they've got the audience in order to have a hit song. Mm. So they are signing artists 
before mm. they are artists. Yeah. They haven't even got a track and they're signing them because they know that they've got the audience mm. and they have the potential to have a hit track if they were to record mm. something. Yeah, also what I think is key about it as well is um, for, for those who haven't even got a track on TikTok, your distributor does it for you, um, depending on the distributor that you have. But yeah, your distributor puts it on TikTok and um, a lot of the time, some of the smaller distributors are putting the first one minute of the track onto TikTok. But often that cuts off the part that you actually want. So what a lot more artists are doing recently is they are creating um, a video themselves with what they think the trend could be. They're sending that to an influencer who they can pay a small amount of money for. And from there, that influencer uses your original sound. You can rename your original sound so that it's your track, track title. And from here, if people keep wanting to use that, your original sound's being used, but also people will link back and look to what the original video was, which is on your profile, which I think is a, is a really Did good way of doing it. that veneer? I can't remember. A bit of both. So they a lot of people use the original track, yeah. but they also were using it because it came from her first video. So they were sharing. Yeah. Um, but what she did very well, and I, and I definitely recommend this, is she spent, for, for, from the day of release up until literally like Christmas day, she was looking at every single video that was shared using her audio and she was in the comments. She replied to every single comment. She engaged with every single person to a point where they joined the community and they joined her profile on TikTok because they felt like they understood her story and connected with her. And I think that's the best way to do it because otherwise that track becomes a trend and you aren't attached to it, which is a real shame. Mm. I think a lot of artists also criticize TikTok saying, well, mm. if it goes viral, then is it really going to translate to streams, sales, fans? And I think this case study proves it. Yeah. Because it went on to get a spot Spotify official. I think it was like New Pop Christmas or something, like, something that, yeah. like that, which went on to build all of the streams. People went and streamed it on Spotify mm -hmm. and also went on to YouTube to go and find yeah. it and listen to the full track. Yeah. So that shows that it was a good quality track. Yeah, and the and YouTube video, to listen. which we'll link below, if you just scroll through those comments, what, 80% of them are saying, I came here from TikTok. None of her videos were she pushing for people to stream it. People just wanted to. And if your track is catchy enough, which usually it will be the case if it's doing well on TikTok, people will go across to another platform because they just love it. There are plenty of occasions where I'll be playing the radio while I'm driving and I'll hear a song and start singing along and think, how do I know this? And I'm like, I've been watching this on TikTok. And I think that's amazing. It's just so, it's so, everything happens sort of organically that way, like Little Nas X. Yeah. Nothing was forced. And I think that's the best way to promote a track. Um, but yeah, going back to the whole, what makes a track work on TikTok? Mm. What do you think for Lanier was the thing that made it pop? First one was it was rebellious. I yeah. think the fact that it was rebellious and this generation, especially Gen Z are rebelling against what is current. Mm. So if you think about the Christmas charts, everything is very- Mariah Carey. Mariah Carey, <laughs> happy, just, just all good vibes. And then this one is not good vibes. And if you think about it, Rage Against the Machine, quite a similar thing going to number one in the UK. I'm not sure if it happened in the US, yeah. but that again was rebellious. And people on TikTok are rebelling against what they're seeing on Instagram, what they're seeing on Facebook. Mm. The second thing, it again, it had that core message. It was very clear lyrics. So on TikTok, if it's got clear lyrics telling you what to do or what to think, then it gives people a lot of 
things that they can create. Mm -hmm. And thirdly, it was a catchy song. Yeah. It's it stuck in your head. You were singing it. The more you saw it, the more you sung it in your head. So mm -hmm. I'd say those are the three things for me. Yeah. Do you have uh, anything to add to that? Yeah, I also think that um, a lot of people, like, like I said, people are making tracks specifically for TikTok. However, you still want people to have creative freedom. You want to be able to sort of make it clear that a trend can be made out of this, but they want to be able to put their own twists on it. So even if you look at some of the most current trends on TikTok, which I probably won't even mention in this video because they change daily. So if you watch this a week later, it'd be completely different. <laughs> but a trend on TikTok will be something where people can make it their own. Even though they're following other people, they've sort of adapted it slightly. So I think with the, with the track, it did so well because it was quite clearly about an ex and saying, I hope you have an awful Christmas, but everyone could make it fitting to whoever they wanted it to. So a lot of people did it to say exes. Some people did it to a family member. Some people did it to a friend. And it was sort of like a, we, I can make this song about myself and I can make this trend fitting to my current situation, which I, I think was great because it gave every single influencer the ability to, to make the trend their own. Cool. I think that's <laughs> a good place to leave it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um, thanks very much for watching. I hope you found this video useful. Mm -hmm. uh, we will leave all the links to the track that we've been discussing uh, in the description. Mm -hmm. And subscribe if you want to see more music marketing videos like this. Drop it a like if it's been useful and we'll see you in the next video.